Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way everyone welcome back to children of verte we're so excited to be here thank you for being here um let's start off with these sponsors these amazing sponsors coming to you now off mute um <laughs> hi um idol champions of the forgotten realms is back again thank you so much for the support it sounds like we might have had a slight very small I didn't notice it, but uh, I think some of you did uh, snafu last time with the code. And so it expired a little bit early. I'm hearing that we have two codes tonight, Ooh. potentially. That's um, one code that gives two chests. One code Ooh. that gives two chests. That's even easier. Mm, right. So um, thanks for that clarification there, Lauren. And um, we are, uh, you can find that on the overlay. You can also see that bouncing around in chat. So thank you again, <laughs> Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We have Die Hard Dice who has uh, gifted our cast with, let's see who are, oh, I know this guy, um, with Adam's Adventure Advisors. Oh, Adam's Adventure Advisors. Classic. Thank you. Thank you, Tall Halfling, for, for this uh, new, newest <laughs> list that I'm going through here. Um, we're almost to the end. We, uh, we only have one other person to cover. So um, thank you, mm -hmm. Die Hard Dice. There is a code AIRTE that you can use during checkout to get 10% off your purchase. And we're also giving away a $20 discount code. Uh, so pay attention to the prompts in chat for that. And finally, tonight you'll hear the dulcet tones of Sirenscape because epic games need epic sound. I'm deserve. Adam Bradford. The, uh, yeah, deserve. Um, <laughs> well, you know, the thing I'm supposed to read says need, okay. but I do agree <laughs> that they deserve epic sound as well. They need and deserve. You treat your games with respect yes. and love and they need and deserve that epic sound. So like thank you, Simon. Spa day for your game. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So oh, yes. um, I'm Adam Bradford, CDO at Demiplane. Uh, we've got uh, the open beta for uh, Pathfinder character tools has uh, started today. So it's been a, a very busy day here, but um, good stuff. Um, lots of... Uh, uh, lots of, uh, you know, positive vibes and, uh, it's, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a great beginning for, uh, what's going to be a really, really, um, good run here for a lot of support for a lot of games out there. And, um, and so this is kind of a, a big threshold moment for us. So, uh, so pretty exciting day. Mm -hmm. And tonight I am playing Silas Cyril, your dimensionally displaced magical super fan. Getting better at that every week. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, oh, I had to roll really turn off your it. tongue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everybody, 
I'm Alicia Marie. You can find me all over the socials at Alicia Marie Body. I am a professional costume artist and RPG performer, and I'm very happy to be positively here with this group. <sighs> I can relax. It's wonderful. We're at the start of convention season for me, so my first appearance will be at Phoenix Fan Fusion next Saturday. I'll be there all weekend with the lovely people of Foreteller Games, and I'll be in cosplay all weekend. So if you're in Phoenix this weekend, Fan Fusion, make sure to step by the booth and say hi to me today. I am playing Veruza Armstrong, who's just stepped into her very own gray doorway. <laughs> Yay. Um, hello. <laughs> I am Jen Kretschmer. You can find me on the socials as at DreamWisp or streaming on Twitch um, as DreamWisp Jen. Um, we announced recently Dreams and Machines, which is a brand new system from Modifius. It's super, super cool. There's all sorts <laughs> of neat stuff that we are slowly revealing and starting to roll out. You can check out the information the universe at dreamsandmachines.com more will be unfolding over the next couple of months but it's really really exciting and i can't wait for people to see this amazing world and play this incredible game um and some other cool stuff happening some shakespeare some other things um but for now this evening i will be playing your friendly neighborhood troublemaker mave morgan flynn who has just walked through the Wine red door. <laughs> Hopefully, there will be cocktails on your side. <laughs> Why do I think oh, I'm more likely to be finding other types of trouble there? <laughs> Listen, if there's anyone who can summon a cocktail, it's you, Maeve. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the content manager over at Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. You can find me on the socials as Oboe Lauren, sometimes playing Oboe, sometimes playing TTRPGs, but always happy to be here tonight playing Carolyn Neb Stern. <laughs> who wants to remind everybody here, please don't die. No promises. <laughs> I think that goes for you too, Neb. <laughs> maybe maybe know, mostly for you, Neb. I thought maybe if I was the one- point, Right before the stream, Lauren goes, hang on, I need to go get my real dice so I don't die. <laughs> I thought maybe if I said it, I, I could manifest it to be true. <laughs> Love the mini tank. <laughs> Hello, everybody. No my, name Hope, my name is Hope Lavelle. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle. You can watch me be a dungeon master on Misfits of Alceta every Wednesday um, on the That's How We Roll channel. And uh, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, tonight I will be playing Miss Robin Beckett, your favorite granny for hire, who has just stepped through her beautiful rain boot yellow door. <laughs> Wonderful. And I'm Deborah Amwell. I am your storyteller this evening. Um, it is also con season for me, I guess. I'm not I'm not a big con person, but I'm doing a few this year. So I will be in Nashville this weekend. Um meeting folks there. So if you are interested in ICC con, uh I can meet you in Nashville. Uh, but tonight I am storyteller, scary, not going to kill you all, hopefully, uh, GM. Um, <laughs> but thank you to all of you for being here. Thank you, Josh, behind the scenes, who always last minutes come last minute comes through in the pinch and make sure we're all set to go. We adore you. And uh, now let's move into, oh, gosh, the 46th oh, gosh. chapter of Children of Airte. So get comfortable. And we'll get started. Yes, as we last were, 
the five of you plus Pivum fought your way down through the ladder at the bottom of the nest to find strange, magical, misty doorways in different colors that seem to be made just for each of you, but only allowed passage of one per door. Each of you found your way through with nothing for Pivum, who was left to figure out stuff on the other side. And we will pick up, this is gonna be a little bit different today. It's gonna to be semi-solo. We'll see how this goes. Hopefully everyone will get a chance to <laughs> play today. Um, but we're gonna start with Maeve who walked through her door first. So Maeve, the mist is cold. And immediately as you step in, you feel it chill you to the bone. Um, you're fingers beginning to twitch and shake a little bit as you move through this mist, stepping gently forward. You can barely see your hand a foot in, uh, a foot in front of your face. It's weird to say that, a hand a foot in front of your face. Um. <laughs> could be a hand, could be a foot, could, could be, a be foot. Any, any which limb. It's very, very hard to see. Um, as you are stepping forward and finally this mist begins to disperse and you see just absolutely unending corridors of glass ice sheets sheets of sheets of ice like glass reflective um you can see that that you are reflected about six times in these different uh sheets of, of of ice um bouncing back your image to yourself over and over and over and over again um all you sense is that there are a about two directions you could walk into this mirrored maze. Um, can I reach out my hand and touch the ice? You absolutely on one can. Side? All right. Do I have uh, anything with me? You have all of your. You look exactly the same as you stepped through. I'd like to take my letter opener out and mm -hmm. my lighter and heat mm -hmm. it up. Mm -hmm. And sort of carve into the ice a bit. Yeah. Or I see if it see if that does anything. Just to carve a bit of a an area where I could sort of feel my way in case. Yeah. So you take out your your letter opener in just about the most <laughs> badass loner way. Heat up the tip <laughs> so of emo. your very emo. <laughs> Heat up the tip of your letter opener. And you see that it is it is indeed ice. And as you touch it it starts to melt a little groove within the ice. Yeah, I'll carve an arrow mm -hmm. into it, pointing the way I just, I'm heading. Okay. Are you heading left or right? Uh, I suppose Miss Robin had told us we always have to head to the left. <laughs> and... Since it doesn't seem like anyone, I sort of am looking to see if anyone. Are there other doors? You don't see further any down. Other doors. All right. And do I hear anything? Give me a perception check. Twenty-two. You do hear what you think might be heavy breathing from somewhere off to the right. Uh, 
you doing here, Darth Vader? Your own voice echoes through the darkness. Well, I think in this case, then, Miss Robin seems right. I don't, I don't think there's anything that, anything good of going towards that. <laughs> and there does seem to be some light refracted around. It is still pretty eerie and dark, that very dim blue light from, you know, back over underneath the glacier. That same kind of light seems to be piercing through from somewhere, reflected and refracted through all of these sheets of glass. Um, so you're not entirely sure where the source of this light is coming from. So begin to move down to the left. Go ahead. Um, I just want to make sure I keep one of my flashlights close enough that I can get to it if I need it. Absolutely. So you begin to move down to the left, uh, following this, this corridor. And it, it is quite disorienting to see yourself appear in all these different places. And, and as you begin to, to walk down this corridor, you notice that, again, like the glass in the foyer, of this, the, the sort of starting chamber of this, your reflection doesn't seem to quite follow your movements exactly. Um, and as you, you, you begin to go down, you notice little things like the hair in your reflection is looser, more wavy, more wild. Sort of reflexively sort of smooth my hair back and down kind of making sure it's not getting out of control. The man in the reflection does the same thing, but it sort of puffs back out immediately. Doesn't want to stay tamed and close. I sort of give myself a bit of a look and then kind of keep walking. Every so often I'll carve another arrow cool. into the wall, sort sure. of showing the direction that I've you keep following this one path. Suddenly you come to what is another divergence in this mirror maze around you. Um, and there you are faced with a very clear reflection of yourself, full top to bottom. This maze stands holding the letter opener, dragging it along the side of the walls. But this letter opener is longer, sharper, fiercer. And you see that there's almost an odd angle. Maybe it's the reflection to their to, to Maeve's limbs, to reflective Maeve's limbs are a little bit oddly angled. Sort of again, kind of reflexively, just sort of crack my joints, rotating my ankles and just sort of almost stretching. Um, and then watching my reflection going. You know, that's it's it's unsettling. Yeah, the Maeve in the reflection copies you, but it's exaggerated. She goes inches farther than your joints do, um, and there's something almost muscular and grippy about her. The way that she stands on this uneven ice floor—it's she seems very steady. That she's almost as if she's defying gravity a little bit. Now, how are you doing that? <laughs> she leans forward and looks at you and simultaneously says, now, how are you doing that? But again, she has a little confident glint in her eye, a little smile to her lips that are just not quite as pronounced in your own face. If you, you know, it's hard to tell. 
can't see your own face. As soon as we sort of lean into each other, I, I kind of look away mm -hmm. and, and almost, um, almost back off. Uh, Give me a perception check. Oh, not 20, so 23. She's slower. She keeps her eyes on you as you turn away and you catch out of the corner of your eyes that yes, she does turn, but half a second later than you do. I don't react to it. I, I note it, sort of file it away. Mm -hmm. And I keep going like I didn't notice. Keep going down the left path? Mm -hmm. Fantastic. A couple more of these turns, again, catching this weird reflective mave in the walls around you, continuing to mark your arrows here and there. You suddenly come to a stop as you see kind of a straight section with a bit of a turn, but there's a mist hanging in the center of the corridor. Does the mist, is it in a specific shape or configuration Just taking up the whole corridor it's hard you can't really see through it it's quite a thick almost like the mist that you walked through um but this one is not colored it's just a you know, a basic white mist. um do i let me look what i have in my bag i wonder if there's something i can try and fan it with and mm -hmm. see if it moves um I have some stationery with me. Could I fold <laughs> fold a piece of paper into a fan and try fanning? Absolutely. It? Um, it takes you, you know, 30 seconds to a minute to find it and pull it out and sort of um, fold it. As you're doing this and you look back up, you do notice it's moved about two feet closer towards you. All right, what do you want? <laughs> we can play this game or you can just tell me what you want all of the maves about six of them in the reflections around See, you they all, all distorted agree. say this at the same time we all agree here you're outnumbered it rolls another two feet closer there's now about ten feet between you you could just use your words you know <laughs> Can I see anything behind it at all? It's perception the entire... check. Nope, uh, that's a seven. It is very, very thick. And, and even as you try to peer through it, the reflections of yourself again, and the reflections of it in the, the ice around it makes it start to look bigger and bigger. And now you're starting to get unsure about what is passageway and what is glass. Oh, well now the heavy breathing is gonna come in handy, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> and I turn around, uh, no, I won't turn around. I'll sort of glimpse behind me. You know, I'll pull out a compact and use it <laughs> as a rear view and I'll back out. Okay. So I'm keeping an eye on it. On it? And also on... As you're backing out. Does anything change when I look into the mirror in terms of the other reflections? Fantastic. You're going to try to catch the reflection? Just, yeah. As I'm going to say you a... take your attention off of the mist in order to make that check. Okay. okay. Just briefly. It's a quick one. Perception. Uh, 16. 16. This time... 
when you catch a reflection, it should be the back of your head. It is not, it is your face. Okay. That <laughs> okay. is unsettling enough that when you bring your attention back to the mist, it is now directly in front of you. Okay. I am going to start quickly backing up with the mirror there, just in case something is right there. But as I do so, I would like... <laughs> yes. I would like to do that thing I do. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to just go ahead and put a face in the back of my head, too. <laughs> so they think they got the better of me. <laughs> Good luck with it. <laughs> that is fantastic. So, yes, in the back yeah, of I your head appears a face. I can't do anything with it, but... Now, anywhere you that. look at a reflection, there is a Maeve face. If there were, you know, a hundred Maeve faces just reflecting back and forth and back and forth, now there are 200 reflecting back and forth and back and forth. It doesn't matter where you look, every sheet of ice has the face of Maeve on it. Um, as you are backing up and this disorienting feeling, this mist now begins to waft forward towards you very, very quickly, catching up. Please roll initiative. Eighteen. Eighteen. All right. You're going to go first. This thing immediately comes in, catching up to you very quickly and envelops you. Um, as it gl glides past you and you inhale it, it has this acrid, horrible sort of taste as you start to breathe in what is around you. What would you like to do? You can um, still see out behind you, but it is enveloped you. Okay, I will, we have 200 maps. Let's have 800 maps. And <laughs> uh, I'll say, are you trying to hit me? Fantastic. And now I have, uh, yeah, there are four of me. There are four of you standing in this hallway in this mist, all with double faces on the back of your head as you begin to turn around and around. However, unfortunately, only you make a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not done, though. Do I still have the rest of my Oh, yes. Keep going. I... Yes, you can okay. keep doing your turn. Um, Finish. And then I would like to... Um, this is not solid in any way from what I can solid feel, correct? Way, no. Um, excellent. I mean, not really. That's It's actually <laughs> just terrible. Um, but... <laughs> I would like to sprint out of it as much okay. as possible. And I okay. know I might get an owie from that. No, but you got yeah. it. As uh, you begin to sprint out, you do feel a constitution saving throw, please. Um, and I don't know. Yes. It's a dirty 20. Okay. I don't know if this is magical in any way, but that will make it an impact as well. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I would definitely say this is magical. So if you want to go okay. ahead and take a advantage on that. No, that's not better. Okay. Uh, what was it? 18, you said? It was a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Oh, yeah. So you save, but as you go out, you feel whatever this was that had sort of breathed into your lungs, kind of trying to hold on as if it's trying to pull something out of you, but you 
exhale harshly as you dash away from it, able to expel it before it can grab hold to whatever life essence or soul that was within you as all four of the maze begin to sprint down this corridor and get around the corner. Uh, this thing Can't grab a soul when you don't have one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to pause there as you get back to the split. You went left and there's a right. We will hold there for you. Silas, you were next to enter that space. As you're walking through your orange mist, same thing, you immediately feel this chill in your bones as it moves through all of your joints and your muscles seize up. As you exit this space, you also find yourself in a dimly lit, reflective ice mirror maze in front of you. There is a right and a left and you are reflected endlessly. What would you like to do? Silas just starts talking to himself at this point mm -hmm. and says, Okay. Everybody always says to go left. I'm gonna go right, and um, and then he's gonna he's going to uh, not too cautiously start uh, walking right because at this point he he feels like this belongs to him. Okay, you begin to walk right down this corridor, and and catching these reflections of yourself uh, in the, the this glassy ice all around you. And every once in a while, as you catch it, there's a little extra pinch of light, point of light, um, almost as if it's sort of sweeping through the space, but again, reflected over and over and over again. And you catch that it is the reflection of your left eye. There's a little pinpoint of yellow light within it. I am going to hold my hand up and see if I see a reflection off my hand. You do not see any yellow reflected into your hand, but there it is in your reflection of your face. I'm going to get really, really close because Silas <laughs> wears glasses and he can't see. As you lean in really, really close, the other thing you instantly notice is that you are not wearing a hat in your reflection. I'm kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute, like readjust it. Okay, all right, it is real, it's real. I'm gonna reach out and touch it. Touch the reflection? Yes. As you reach out to touch the reflection, so does a finger meet yours on that end. In this so then I change fingers. Yeah. <laughs> you change fingers? The reflection also changes fingers? Uh, uh, so who are, who are you? Who are you? Wait, are you going to say everything that I say? It speaks seamlessly at the same time that you do. So then I, I start saying all kinds of things like, and we won't, we'll, we'll not burden the audience with Give it. Give me a perception but, check. Okay. You, you can do that. It's a two. You got it. As it begins ramble, as you begin to ramble on talking and talking as Silas can so easily do, um, you notice the reflection is ahead of you. Not by much. Again, maybe half a second. It's almost as if it knows what you're going to say before you say it. All right. So then at, at this realization, I'm going to say, um, I'm just going to say the most, I'm going to say, you know, Petunia rutabaga. And I'm just saying the most random things that I can possibly think of. It effortlessly 
keeps up and in fact continues to beat you out by just a nanosecond. Can you tell the future? It also repeats that. Who is going to win the 2024 NBA Finals? <laughs> it does not give you an answer, but it does continue to <sighs> speak with you. All right. So that's weird if you're like a person and, and I'm starting to get like just more irritated than unsettled. <laughs> if, if, if you are a person and you are just, you know, copying me or reading my mind or whatever you're doing, this is a really irritating bit. I just want you to know that. And then I'm going to keep walking. All right. You move away again, reflections flashing by of who you are again. It's almost as if it's just a second ahead of you. As you turn a corner, it's like you're all, your reflection was already there and you met it and it catches back up. Um, you continue down this corridor and again, come to another split, right or left. But here you get a full reflection of your body. And although your hat is missing, there's a small capelet on your shoulders. It flutters a little bit in the breeze that seems to be moving through these corridors. Now, that is stylish right there. Where did you get that? Little orange capelet guy points and repeats the same phrase at the same time as you. This is so frustrating, but I love what I'm seeing. And then I'm going to start like dancing. I do a little bit of MC Hammer. Yeah. Um, and I'm just seeing if it's continuing to mirror, mirror me. It is continuing to mirror you. And again, when you catch it, ooh, just a brief, brief half second ahead of you. I'm, I'm like, I, I do this for far longer than I probably should. <laughs> um, and um, I'm going to like, eventually, I, I, it's still cold in here. It is, yeah, it's quite, it's I, chilly, I, but you're not the same as the mist. You're I not. still break a sweat because I'm like, just <laughs> trying to move in ways Absolutely. To, to be faster than this person. Absolutely. Or this it's, thing. And it's quite quickly starting to wind you because it always seems to be that little bit earlier, but ugh, maybe it's just in your mind. Ah, skadoosh. Let's go. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to say, all right, so far I'm alive when I went right. So we're not going to change that up. And I'm going to okay. go right. You continue right. As you continue down this path, it begins to widen. And as you turn a corner, you can see a small sort of chamber. There is an outlet beyond it. But in this chamber, curled up in the corner, is some sort of white-scaled creature. Its head, its legs, its arms, its tail, whatever it is, seems to be all tucked around on one side. So you're just seeing the ridge of a spine. I, I see scales. scales for sure. You see scales. Uh, uh, all right. Can, can you speak? Are you an animal? As you say this, it shifts, raising a long neck forward as this lizard-like creature with a long snout and bits of razor-sharp pearly white teeth turns to look at you. A large tail with some serrated edges on the other side stands up. Below it, you see three golden eggs that it had been surrounding. As it turns to look at you and snaps, <laughs> please roll Does it initiative. got wings? It does have wings. 
Oh my god. Please gosh. roll initiative. Okay. Um You got it. What's yours? 14. 14. You are second. I'm so sorry. Um, It sees you and begins to run forward, snapping with its jaws as its tail swoops around, looking to un... not unseat you, looking to knock you over. So we're going to start with this bite. Ooh, that is a 13 to hit. That misses. That misses. The tail sweeps around, trying to hit you in the legs. That's a 20 to hit. Uh, it's going to hit. Okay. You will take, that's not so bad, four bludgeoning damage as this tail with its edges snaps into your leg. Um, it hits you with the dull side, leaving a kind of crack and bruise in your shin. Your turn. Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. What's, what, what's the problem? And um, it snarls do, at you. Do I get any kind of sense? I mean, um, so. Um, I grew up in a rural area, spent yes. a lot of time in the woods and those kind of things. Do I get the sense that this is um, any, uh, does this seem animalistic at this point? Or do I, do I get any kind of hint of intelligence here? Um, without a check, it has, I mean, it has at least as much intelligence as another large beast would okay. have. Got it. Um, so I am going to, um, don't want to, okay. Um, okay. But it is definitely like it's on, um, I can tell it is not humanoid. It is not humanoid. It has, I mean, it has bat wings that kind of come out the side and with ragged flesh missing as it prowls on four legs moving towards you, around you, snapping, which you dodge, and that tail sweeps around to batter you in the leg. Um, Okay, so as this widened, as the, the pathway widened, is there a place, how far away am I from a place where it's not as wide? 15 feet to the sort of corridor that continues. Okay. And it is next to me at this point. Right? It is, it is between you and that, and that exit. It is okay. about your size. Oh, okay. All right. I am going to, um, I am going to try to, um, all right. Uncle Johnny always said, that this is how you do it. And I'm going to try to grapple it around the neck. <laughs> Fantastic. Please give me a strength check. Uh, athletics? Uh, yes, athletics. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes, go for athletics. That's what I was banking on. Yes, you can do it. <laughs> okay. Um, ooh, that's a 19. A 19. We're going to basically, let me double check. Yeah, we're going to give that to you. You reach out and grab it around its neck. Again, its legs and its arms and its wings are flapping as you hold on, uh, like a like trying to grab onto a python. Okay, and basically what I am trying to do at this point is, um, you know, that that's fine. I, I've got it uh-huh. grappled there. Uh-huh. I am going to, uh, you know, subsequently try to leg wrap it <laughs> like a gator, uh, you know, or something here. And I'll give that I- to you on your movement. 
Okay. And so, um, and so then I am just going to start like, you know, saying it loud enough where it can uh -huh. hear it. Uh -huh. But, um, but I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to hurt you. I don't care about your eggs. I'm just, uh, you know, over and over and over. Okay. Uh, are you used anything other than just talking? Um, nothing that I got is going to work okay. on this. Um, okay. So yeah, that's, that's all I'm so doing you, is talking. You've used an action to grapple it. I'm giving you the leg wrap for your movement. Um, I'm going to do this though, as you repeat that. Okay. When you wrap your body around it, hoping perhaps that your weight might pull it to the ground, you find that it is very, very strong and stays standing as you are now wrapped face to face with this creature. Um, as you look into its like teeth and eyes here, trying to you know keep to the side of it so it can't quite grab you uh, and continue to repeat, I don't want your eggs, I don't want your eggs. Um, we can be friends. And then, <laughs> and then like at, at some point, um, I, uh, I, I, I seriously do, you know, and, and it's like, I just belt out in the middle. My gift is my song and, <laughs> and this one's for you. And I'm just like trying to serenade this thing. And, Fantastic. And to... It is going to try to shake you off. Ooh, that's pretty good. That is a 21. Uh, that, is that an opposed uh, athletics do a contest. again there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I only got a 17. All right. Um, it shakes you off as it basically extends its wings and flaps into the air, dropping you to the ground. We, you don't have to go prone. Uh, but as it flies, beginning to hover just above you, it again um, starts to circle and snap. Um, it does not get an attack this round, but it is still very much on you. Your turn. Uh, you know, so on me as in it's up in the air it is still within melee range okay. it is flapping in the air but it is still very close um okay i am going to um at, at this point i'm just going to hold up my hand mm -hmm. and i am going to just start waving my fingers a little bit and reach behind my back yeah and i'm going to pull out an egg that looks very similar to the egg over there and with a minor illusion. Uh -huh. and, then, and then I'm going to pat the egg and just start not, not backing up to where it will attack me, but just, I, I, I I'm giving you one more chance before I throw down. Okay. Okay. I'm your friend. Okay. I don't want to hurt you. It settles you look like down. a luck dragon, a little bitty luck dragon. <laughs> and, and, and I love you. I don't want to hurt you. It settles down in front of you. And it does indeed look like a miniature dragon. Uh, the kind of things you would have seen in many of the media that you consumed in your life. Um, it's, you know, settles on the ground. And when it rears up on its back legs, it is face to face with you, you know, six foot five little mini dragon as it looks at you and snaps looking at that egg looking back to its three if i can take advantage of any kind of distraction yes. that it might yes. then i am just trying to back up a little bit are you going to use a disengage uh if, if i can, can yeah like if you know again, let's I let know it if it's we'll, my turn we'll again, finish right? its action and then yeah, we'll okay. see how that rises um 
as it stares at you and then falls down to its front feet and begins to circle around you, uh, keeping its eyes on you, it then is going to make a move to snap and try to grab at the egg in your hands. Now, it is just an illusion, yes? Yes. The moment okay. it makes contact, it will it know misses. it's not real. Mm. So okay. as it goes to snap in that direction, whether you dodge or it's got the bad angle, whatever it is, it, it's un, it, it misses that egg. Um, however, its tail is still going to come around and try to bash you in the leg. That's pretty good. 19 to hit? Uh, yes, that's going to hit. Okay. That's going to be six bludgeoning damage as it hits you again on the other leg and again kind of looks up at you with its eyes kind of daring you to fight back. Your turn. I, listen, I tried to give you a chance and um, at this, so how big are these eggs that are in the nest? Uh, like ostrich egg size. Okay. Um, they're less than 60 pounds. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to lift as many as I can. Okay. Less than uh, that, that could fit in, you know, a normal person's arms. Yes. Um, I am telekinetically lifting them. Uh-huh. And moving them over the dragon's head. Okay. I can move it up to 60 feet and I'm moving it One back thing down. you notice as you go, you can do this, but they are much heavier. Yeah, that's fine. If I can just get one or whatever, I'm okay. fine with it. You pull, you pull one up. And it is quite a mental load as you, you sort of uh, uh, register that this is not any ordinary egg and you pull it up towards the ceiling and around the room. Where are you taking it to? Um, I am... Um, I am going... So so I, I'm, I've lost track of where I am in relation to the dragon creature. It is um, still it is still right in front of you. Okay, it's right in front of me, but yeah. it, it is... Am I still closer to the hallway? Yes, behind? I mean, okay. you have not moved. You just. Yeah, I, well, you yeah. said it circled, and I just wanted to make yeah, sure. Yeah, meaning. It, it, yeah, okay. Um, did a you. And, got it, got <laughs> it. Um, and then I, so mm -hmm. I am going to actually, um, you know, uh, float the egg um, over, like, you said this is a big area? Yeah, it's about 15 okay. feet in diameter um, and probably 10 feet tall. Okay, I am going to float the egg as far away from me as I can go. That would be basically um, over by the exit, the other yeah. exit to this. The other exit to, oh, to, to this, this chamber. area? Yeah. There is an exit in this chamber. Okay, yes, so there's, so there's a way out. This side. isn't the end of the line. This isn't the end of the line. Do, what, what does the opening, the other opening look like? Just like the one you walked through. Okay. In fact, so if you got smaller? turned around, you might... I don't think I've been turned around yet. Do no, I? you have not. Okay, I'm okay. just saying. <laughs> right. um, so, um, so okay. With that, then I am going to actually move the egg mm -hmm. telekinetically over my head. Okay. And I'm going to move it into the hallway I just came from. Behind you. Yeah, okay. and I'm doing that as the bonus action. Okay. And with my action, I am actually like as I'm moving it over my head. I'm going to, and if I have to slide a hand or whatever, uh -huh. I'm going to drop the illusion, um, like, and make it look like that was it, uh, if I can. Oh, and then okay. when the, when the egg is back that way, I'm going to raise another illusion of a flame around the egg when I drop it on the ground. All right. 
So as this egg flies past you, and again, reflected all around, it's just golden eggs in this light, um, as it then begins to descend, you know, sort of descend down this corridor behind you, drop to the ground as flames spring up around it. Um, this immediately enrages this little white dragon in front of you, which rears up and again now is going to bite and tail attack you. Doesn't care about the egg, okay. Well, you're in the way. Um, that's going to be a 19 to hit on the bite. So it, it can't get, so this opening is so small it can't get uh, around me? No, it can't me. get past you, no. Oh, okay. I didn't quite understand that. Okay, um, you want to no, move? No, 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 it's, no? it's okay. fine. Um, I um, I mean, I definitely would want to move sideways if okay, I can. Okay, yeah, let's, I, I totally want to give you that because yeah. you thought that's what it was. So as, we'll retcon back, um, as you sort of send that down without leaving the area of yeah. engagement, you I'm step to the trying side, to sidestep. Yeah. A leave, leaving some space with that and light it on flame. It is still going to do those attacks as it passes by you towards the egg. It is going to move okay. towards it, but it's going to attack you as it does. You can right. take a reaction after it does. So that first bite was a hit, I believe. Yep. Mm -hmm. So now we'll do the tail attack is a 13, which is a miss, I think. Yep. All right, so the first hit, the only hit, the bite attack here. Six piercing damage as these razor sharp teeth bite down into your arm. The tail misses as it swings past you, as it just rockets itself down the hallway towards the egg that you took. Um, you have an op attack if you would like to use your reaction for it. Not going to. Not going to. It moves down this corridor, immediately reflected. There are so many little white dragons, as you see it, as it gets to that area and, and sort of scoops up the eggs in its arms and turns back to look at you. It roars out at you, shaking the whole room. Your turn. Um, I um, I mean, it's away from me at this yes. point, right? Yes. Um, I'm going to hightail it into the other exit. All right. You take off running that direction. Every, all of the Silas's around you also look back and see this. And again, it's almost as if all the, the the dozens of Silas's reflected in this room make it to that exit a little bit ahead of the real Silas as you disappear down that corridor. You see it begin to lumber towards you through that tiny corridor into the open space as it comes forward and sees that you've, you've left, looks back at its two other eggs, wraps it up in its fingers and moves out of, out of your sight as you turn the corner. We will leave you for now and move on to Neb. Neb, you are walking through your blue mist. Again, freezing cold until you finally step out of it into this dimly blue lit mirror maze of ice. Um, you see a pathway right or left in front of you. The the shards of ice that are making up the this maze, mm -hmm. floor to ceiling? Oh yeah. Okay. Everything. The ceiling is ice. The floors are ice. Now there's rock beneath them, so it's not as reflective on the floor, but every surface is this reflective ice. Hello? There's a little echo. No? 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 Echo! <laughs> Echo, 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 uh, echo. Perception check. Oh, sure. 
Uh, uh, 18. 18. One of the nebs that you see in the reflection seems to sync up with the echo instead of with you. Uh, this reflection, is it, where is it in relation to me? Probably just right off to the left. I'm As gonna... you turn to catch it, it catches back up with you. I'm going to walk up to this reflection and wave at it. It waves back at you. And thinking about what we saw in the last room, do I notice, does it have, Neb's kind of got this bemused smile on her face. Does uh -huh. this reflection have the same look? It does have that same look, but give me a perception check. Uh, this one I'll let you do, actually. Okay, Plus you got six. it. As you look at this sort of bemused look on its on this Neb's face, it is, again, a little more exaggerated than the one you think you are making. But you notice a little bit of blue on the neck of this Neb, almost as if it's shimmering. I'll look down at myself. Kind of absentmindedly scratch. Feel those little areas where you took damage before that were sort of scabbing and healing over. And as the neb in the reflection also reaches over and scratches, it exposes a pattern of these blue sort of scale-like shimmering patches all the way down your neck onto your shoulder. And now, now Neb has forgotten her own body is just staring at this. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. Wait. Uh, okay. And she's just trying to position herself so mm -hmm. she can see more of it. Yeah. Like, it appears to continue down your arm. And as you kind of adjust, you then notice even on the back of your hand, some of it has crept forward out of your sleeve. And you roll it up. And indeed, almost this whole arm is covered in these shimmery blue pattern of skin. Okay, that's super cool. I wish I still had my phone so I could take a picture of this. <laughs> and I think Neb stands there for way too long, just like <laughs> looking at this and then like, okay, you know, if I position myself this way, what do I see? And you know, just... <laughs> It's less admiring herself in the mirror and more, I'm seeing something super cool. What else can I see while I'm here? So Yeah. Yeah. And this Neb, as you continue, look, we'll, go, we'll do another perception check. Uh, sure. Plus it? six, please. Um, you're so enamored with this sort of checking out what you can see and where things are that, that it's you're just kind of mesmerized by this version of Neb, but it seems to be reflecting you pretty accurately other than these strange blue markings. Is there, if I've entered the maze and I'm looking at this yeah. mirror in front of me, is there a mirror behind me? Oh yeah. If remembering some of the stuff that happened on the train with Ivy, Neb is gonna do it back <laughs> and forth. It seems to catch up. It seems to be reflecting you accurately other than again, these these blue markings. And the one behind me also has also the, doing the, the scales? Same. Also has the scales. Okay. I'm going to move over 
one mirror <laughs> does the next reflection have the same scales absolutely every place you look this is there and and you can see the neb in the reflection is getting more and more excited even though you are as well again it's slightly heightened a little bit more energetic than you are i'll, I'll even look up and she's just gonna I guess I've taken the left turn. She's going to continue to slowly walk down the left, but it is doing the rubbernecking. What yeah. do I look like up there? What do I look like in here? What? Are, what? You and find it's yourself all bumping just... into walls a little bit yeah. here and there as you're you're looking all around, trying to kind of capture yourself from every angle, pulling your clothes to try and see where else does this. In fact, you notice as you come to another split right or left, where there is quite a clear pane of this, this icy glass. Um, you notice some of the blue on your ankle as well, peeking out between your pant and your sock. Um, and this time, I'm gonna do, give you another perception. Yes, please. As you come in closer to examine, and especially as you crouch down to try to look closer at your ankle, the neb in the reflection seems a little smaller than you, if that's even possible. Not Almost, again, imperceptibly. If you hadn't crouched down, you maybe wouldn't have noticed it. Maybe it's just a trick of a, like one of those funhouse mirrors. Yeah. And I'll try to, like, stand up and lift up my leg to take a closer look. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to crouch down. I'm short enough as it is. But that's really cool. Okay. I have no idea what this means. There is a right and a left. If I look down either way, do I see anything different? Nope, just for more reflections of Neb. And the uh, the pattern that I saw on my leg, it was the right leg? Um, this Again, the same one that had taken some of that damage, the same one that's been kind of itchy, the same one that has that kind Ooh. of scabby growth on it. Okay. Yeah, I think that was the, the right leg. That's okay. where the... The ooze uh, yes. basically ate yes, half my exactly. leg. Um, Your ooze leg. She'll take the right path okay. because now she's she wants to check out the left side. <laughs> and well, if this way is super clear. And if I go that way, I got to go somewhere anyway. So I might as well go this way. And as she's walking in that direction, it'll be a little bit of like, oh. <laughs> Checking, she's, yes. Yeah, just still... What else yeah. can I see in this? It's in this just fun spread. House? It seems like that whole leg and that whole arm, it's just spread out from those those wound points. This again, it's beautiful. It's like a fish underwater, you know, a tropical fish scales. It just sort of shimmer in this light. And as again, it reflects in the ice around you, it just repeats on and on and on forever, like mermaid skin almost. Um how do As I make can... this happen? Because this is all just like <laughs> scabby and disgusting. How do I get it to do that? Uh, maybe. Hi. As you are distracted, you trip uh? over the carcass of an animal on the ground. Oh. Small fox. I'm sorry, a what? Small fox. Oh. A little Arctic fox. Not unlike the one you transformed into. As you move away from it, you now hear a little bit of crunching as the fox's head moves just a little bit. The, when you said it was a carcass, 
uh, how destroyed is this fox? Like, it's is it cold here? Mm. So decomposition is slow, but something's been eating it. Okay. And it, it, it is without further examination, obviously dead. It is not moving other than this sort of rhythmic jut of its jaw. Never take another step back. As you take a step back, a small centipede-like creature crawls out of its mouth that is entirely white, but you can see little bits of blood around the pincers at its mouth as it sort of rises up on its back legs and sees you and begins to scramble forward towards you at quite a quick pace. Please make an initiative. Neb was just about to be like, oh, okay, not a zombie, just <laughs> just lunch. Okay, all right. Hey, that's a 16. What's worse than a zombie decomposing fox? <laughs> a zombie decomposing fox with a millipede in its mouth. <laughs> but but now I think it's not a zombie. It might just be a decomposing fox with a millipede. I rolled a natural 20, so I'm well, going there first. There we go. The little thing scampers across the ground so fast with its little legs on either side, kind of clacking a little bit against as it runs towards you and begins to crawl up your leg. As it gets to your thigh, it rises up these pincers opening as it uh, d digs down and bites into hey, your thigh. I, you already have lunch. Why are you coming after me? It is unable to get through the thickness of your jeans with its what? bite. However, uh, two of its, one of its little uh, uh, front uh, legs you can see is a little bit longer and wigglier as it kind of reaches out and tries to slap you. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's a 19 to hit. Yeah. Fantastic. As it wraps out, you see that it elongates. It gets longer almost by about three feet as it reaches around your midsection, grappling onto you like a snake. Um, please make, oh, wait, it's going to hit you. Little barbs on the end of it dig into your belly flesh. You take three poison damage and please make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, that's a seven. That's a seven. As you feel the poison enter your body, all of your joints begin to seize up as you find yourself becoming paralyzed in this spot. As that happens, it releases and begins to walk up towards your fleshy arms, its little pincers ready on your undefended body. We will pause there <laughs> and come back to you, Neb, as we head over to Feruza. Feruza. As you Why walk... is my heart beating so fast? Because <laughs> you're kind all of... alone. It's like I was trying to think, is it worse to go first or like last? And I now. think it's last, actually. So we sorry. Know oh, it's it's dread. Dread. Poor Robin is just oh. sitting here watching all of her friends. Oh. Robin's going to show up and there's going to be like a lovely tea set up. <laughs> so fine. Okay. You're not going to worry at all. Feruza. You begin to make your way. Now, again, the cold doesn't bother you quite as much, but you can feel that it's it's present, right? It's there. There's, you know, all of your natural defenses are kind of helping you avoid the the, the sort of 
instinct to tense up as you move through this, this gray mist. And then you two come out into a maze of ice mirrors in front of you. As you are looking around and you see your own face and body reflected in these jagged crystals again and again and again, you can either go left or right in this dim blue light. Okay, uh... <clears throat> Silas, Neb, Maeve, Robin. Your voice echoes through this space, and when it does, you hear a growl from somewhere off in front of you. <laughs> Slowly steps forward, like trying to see if she can see see further than like, she doesn't want to come upon something like uh -huh. out of nowhere. So Which sort of, are you looking down the right or the left passage? She just instinctively looks right. Okay. <laughs> we do a lot of writing in law school. Yeah. <laughs> um, you look right. And as you do, you catch more glimpses of yourself. Um, the thing you instantly notice is that your hair seems to be like static electricity in the dark. There's little sort of electrical sparks of light in your hair. And as you begin to catch it, it also seems to be maybe just like an inch longer than your hair. Ooh. And when I touch it, does it do anything to me? <laughs> as you touch it, you see all, it doesn't do anything to you, but in the reflection, all of those little sparks of light seem drawn to your hand. Again, like static electricity, when you touch a balloon, it all kind of comes to your hand, those Tesla, you know, uh, balls. Uh, and as you, you pull it back, you can see again, like little electrical currents between your hand, as long as you stay within a couple of inches. What the f... Well, this is... I guess it's some sort of a trick mirror, but why? Why? Now why? you hear a... Somewhere echoing through the maze in front of you. Okay, okay. Okay, Feruza. Calm down. Breathe. And she's gonna like try to place her back against like, I guess the mirror so she can appear as small as possible. You move up against the mirror, uh, mm -hmm. you know, your back reflected as you come closer again, the sparks from your, your hair in that space. And you look at the reflection of yourself across the way um, as you hold your ax close. Mm -hmm. She's going around the right slowly right. toward down the right path. Would you like a perception check? Yes, I would. I was afraid to ask. <laughs> That was so weird. Five. A five. Uh, Are you doing this yeah. stealthily? Yes, of course. You're attempting yeah. stealthy? Just, All right, go ahead and yeah. make a stealth check for me as well then. Come on, 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 come on. Six. Six. You move down, but it is hard to be stealthy here. You are reflected Whoa. in every surface. Everywhere you walk, you can be seen from the next corner and turn. As you begin to move down these way, these these corridors as quietly as you can, you again, like the others, have come to another fork. 
right or left, where there is a good, clear sheet of ice in front of you. Here you can see your axe is enormous. It is not the axe you were holding in your hand. In fact, it looks a little like whatever happened to it up above. what you're going to become. Well, it's nice to see you're going to become something magnificent. I don't know what I'm going to become, but you're looking pretty good, my friend. And she's just going to stare at the axe, stare back at her own axe. What are you? As you she's say- to reach out <laughs> instinctively and just sort of like run her fingers over it a little bit. As you run your fingers over, you know, matching the reflection on that side, Mm -hmm. You see the hand of reflection Feruza is a little bigger than Feruza's hand. It doesn't quite line up. It's just outside the lines. And she's going to look up at herself <laughs> from her hand to her face. Yeah. You catch... That little bit of electricity in the eyes of reflection for Rusa. And that little bit of a smile. Are, are you in here with me? You, me? It speaks you... right along with you. You, me? Are, are you really me? Or... She's gonna lean back a little bit, just like crank her ears open and see if she can tell what direction that noise is coming from. <laughs> Perception like check, please. Dragging their feet. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, 20. A, a natural 20? 22, 22, yeah. <laughs> you are almost certain it is coming from behind you. I just wanted to let you know, I know you're there and I have an ax and I know how to use it now. She's going to whip around fast. You whip around fast as you do. You see your own face reflected at the far <sighs> end of this tunnel and then it is replaced by a giant furry white face covered in fur from top to bottom as it growls two large teeth hanging over its lower lip and it turns the corner dragging one leg behind it covered in a little bit of blood uh, as it begins to step and charge for you it roars as it opens its mouth please roll initiative <laughs> 12 all right you go first oh i do what would you like to do? It is charging Ooh. forward. It is at this moment probably about 15 feet away. Okay, when that thing growls, yeah. she's going to literally growl back and rage. Yeah. Ah! Ah! 
And she's going to put her axe into the air, hoping that whatever happened last time happens again. <laughs> and she's going to attack. She's going to charge. Attack. Attacking recklessly. Let's see. Fantastic. So you run forward, holding <laughs> your axe, you know, beginning to start to mimic the reflection axe um, as yes. you also charge and scream and growl in its face. And please make your advantaged attack. Your reckless attack. Just one. That's not good. Oh, much better. No. 21. 21 <laughs> will absolutely yeah. hit. Please give me your damage. Okay. It's going to be. Oh my God, why? It's going to be. I'm going to get plus. plus oh, I get advantage on this, so let's do that again. Okay. 14 plus. Yeah, it's just a 14. Just a 14 to hit with your yes. advantage? Oh, 14 damage. Yeah, 14 damage. 14 damage. That's yeah, fantastic damage. Oh, wait, um, no, 16. 16. 16. We'll take that too. Um, <laughs> you run forward, growling. Oh. You pull this thing above your shoulder, bringing it down on the shoulder of this creature. You knock its arm back as you slice open a bit of the, 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 its uh, shoulder tissue as some blood begins to spill out, staining the white fur around its shoulder. It screams. Do you do anything else? Um. No. 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 It raises both of its arms above its head, making two attacks with its claws, swiping one, two in front of you. It has advantage because you are reckless. That is a 15 on the first one. No. Misses. The second one, Rick, it rolls out. That is a 19 to hit. That hits. That hits. Yes. You take seven slashing damage plus okay. one cold damage, unless you don't. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it is slashing and you are raging, so take half. Um, oh, yeah. As the claws rake across the side of your face, oh. um, you know, again, opening tiny little, you know, not tiny, opening gashes along your neck and, and cheek as the, the claws uh, rake by. As that happens and you fiercely look by, your hair flying in front of your face, it locks eyes with you. Please make a constitution saving throw. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, 22. 22. Um, yeah. It gazes fiercely into your eyes. You feel a little rise of your stomach into your throat, but you suck that back down. I'm not scared of you. I don't know what you are, <laughs> what you're doing here. But I belong here. I'm supposed to be here. This is where I'm supposed to be. You're not gonna stop me. As you monologue in its face. <laughs> <laughs> are you, you done? You stand eye to eye with it. You are as tall as it is. It is I'm as tall know, as it? Oh yeah, you're probably, you know, you're both hovering at that six foot five intense mm -hmm. monster height, you know. She's just gonna stare at him. And she's sort of gonna will him or will it into like, um, almost like like a, like a, a test of intimidation, like using your eyes, like, 
You know how dogs do that? Like animals, they sort of look at each other. Intimidation check, please. <laughs> and you're raging, so homebrew, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and do it at advantage. Let's see. I will force you to. Oh, I don't have advantage or I do. You do. I'm giving you advantage because you're raging. Come on. Jeez, that seems like just... a Come on, come on, come on. 14. 14. Plus. <laughs> wasn't this a 20. Ooh. That's rough. It takes a step back, hunching its shoulders. It sort of seems to sniff at the blood on its shoulder and sees the fierceness in your eyes. Perhaps it catches the reflection of these dozens of feruzas that line behind you. And in fact, in this moment, you might notice that like me, they are all facing forward. Even the ones behind you are faces. They are not the back of your head. All their hair sparkles with electric charge. Their eyes lit up with electricity as they all together with you mimic this scare as it backs down. It is still your turn if you want to take a movement or a bonus action. That would be an opportunity attack as well. Because he backs away or he just sits down? He's, well, it's not his turn yet. He's so he's he just shrinks okay. a bit. Okay. You're seeing that it's that it's working. Yeah. You have a movement so, and a bump. Okay, there's a part of her that like is like is, since it did back away and yeah. she sees that it's injured, she's like, maybe it's just scared. But I need to still show it to his boss. She's gonna walk forward. And as she walks forward, she just sort of plays with her fingers, and in her fingers is like this electricity. And she's like, I never wanna hurt another creature. <laughs> so don't okay. And right then, she's just gonna touch him, and she has like this static electricity. So it's an unarmored strike, I guess. Okay. But she's still raging. Let's see. Hit is sixteen. Sixteen to hit. Will hit. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your damage. Oh, this is gonna be really bad. <laughs> Six damage. Six damage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, as you reach out, you know. Oh my God! Like Sookie Stackhouse fingers. Um, yeah. <laughs> fairy fingers. Uh, sorry. Deep cut from my long ago career. Uh, <laughs> you reach forward and you jolt this thing with electricity fingers. Um, as you kind of reach, do you touch its face? Yes, because she's like trying to remind him, don't forget. And it just, it's not like a ton of damage, but it does sort of shock it. As it comes around to be its turn, it does take a turn to back out of your aura stepping away coward you know cowed by this incredible energy that you have presented it with it starts to back off again with this limp backing into the walls as it tries to step away from you without taking its eyes off of you you see its reflection as well only facing your direction even as it backs away Prue's gonna step forward, like in all of her raging height, and just say, "No, leave! I'm giving you a chance. Leave yeah. at once, or you will be next again." <laughs> it backs around a corner. You see the last reflection in that diagonal sheet of ice in the corner before it disappears. Frizza, like, 
What? Oh God. I, I don't know where I am. She's gonna look up at her reflection again. Mm -hmm. where, where am I? Where, where are my friends? Do you know where anybody is? You, me? It continues Anything? to speak with you, gesture with you. Right or left, Faruza? Okay. She's gonna let this time. Mm. Left? And she's gonna dat literally, literally like start scurrying start toward the left. Yeah, Fantastic. Scurrying. You start to run down the mm. left corridor. We will pause there and move on to Robin. <laughs> Robin, you're in your delightful freezing cold yellow mist just the color of rubber rain boots. As you exit, you also find yourself in this crystal maze. Um, the reflections of yourself all around, you can go left or right. Um, as you catch little bits of your reflection, again, it's that same feeling from the foyer. They're just a little off. I'd like to get a closer look at these reflections. Before. As you come closer, you think there might be more than one flower in your hat? Oh, that's very pretty. I should have thought of that. It's a violet. There is now a daisy and a violet in the reflection of your hat. Ah, that reminds me of good times. All right, where am I now? <laughs> Gotta focus. Uh, Robin's gonna put her hand on the, one of these reflections and mm -hmm. she's kind of testing out this like mirrory substance. Does it feel very strong? Does it feel frail? Yeah, as you press your hand on it, it's very solid. It doesn't feel like you could just crack it. Um, but again, as you do that, it feels like it might be a little lower. The hand is reaching farther to mimic your hand. Hmm. All right. We've come into Alice in Wonderland. We can do this. You're all alone. But you're not alone. Your friends are here somewhere with you in spirit. So is Harold. Just hold tight on that. You won't get scared. And she's going to turn left. Mm -hmm. And she's going to start going Taking down. her own advice. Yes, taking my own <laughs> advice, of course. And um, kind of start going down this, this dark corridor. And she just kind of is humming to herself, trying to keep herself calm. And she's like, mm -hmm. when you go on an adventure, don't forget your dentures. <laughs> Take a walk around the block and come back to me. The yeah. reflections are singing with you, but it's almost, maybe it's just the effect of the prism of this space and the, the resonance of the ice, but you feel like you hear harmony. Oh, that makes her feel a lot more, she makes it makes her feel at ease. That's that's nice. Um, and yeah, she's she's going left. Going left. You come to, again, another fork, right or left. But here, this the sheet of ice is very clear, presented in front of you, almost like a mirror. And you get a full picture of yourself. And indeed, you are more hunched forward, just again by about an inch or so, your head sticking a little bit to compensate for that 
change in your spine in this particular reflection. Oh, no. Is that me? Right now? I... And she's going to try to stand up a little straighter. <laughs> it tries, but again, it's more like the, the neck just continues to, you know, more nerd neck. <laughs> which I also suffer from. So <laughs> I can say that. Um, Robin's going to kind of stash that information away and okay it's not real it's just a it's just a mirage it's whatever it's and she's gonna go left again as you turn left and turn to the side you see that your bag which in you is sort of over one shoulder seems to be a little bit more towards the back like it's hefted over and almost it's the weight of it that's pushing your shoulders down on the reflection the bag itself seems quite hefty compared to your, you know, cute tote. Oh. She's just gonna examine her bag and... It looks the same to you, and as you look down to look at, you know, the, the reflection copies you, but it is the, the bag is much bigger and heavier, and, and you know, the, the reflection Robin has to sling it closer over her back to really be able to shoulder all that weight. Right. That reflection is either smaller than me or that bag is definitely getting bigger. And she'll continue. As you continue down that left corridor, um, making little turns, catching your reflection as you do, humming along with it. Like Silas, it opens up about a 15 foot chamber and you also see something sitting right across the way slumped into the opening at the other side of this vestibule, the, the exit to this, this area, you see slumped shoulders and a head. And it is wearing sort of white metal armor across its back. Quite large. I shouldn't say large, big white metal armor all over its body or on its back on say? its back down below you see chain mail sticking out as it sits kind of slumped almost like a a drunk person sort of slumped in this door opening okay. passage opening and wow. indeed you hear heavy breathing <sighs> um hello do do you need some assistance? <laughs> it coughs and snorts and shifts, trying to get comfortable again. <coughs> I did that too good. Um, okay. Um, I, how dark is it in this room? It's dim. Okay, so I can see okay. Yeah, you can see okay. Um, all right, um, Robin will take a couple steps forward and again be like, is it okay if I get past you? I won't be a bother. It turns sort of adjusting itself as it does kind of pull at its chain mail to try to get more comfortable. And as it turns around, you can see it has very short but muscular, powerful legs and a big, round, bulbous body, huge head covered in matted white hair with a big white beard. Its skin is pallid, almost as if it has 
no color uh, in it at all. No blood behind even the transparent flesh as it turns and looks at you and its one jaw, you know, lip hangs a little low, lower and goes, and drool begins to slide out the side of its mouth. It stands up, pulling a club out from behind it with little spikes on the side and begins to lumber towards you. Please make an initiative roll. Oh no. Uh, it's a dirty 20. You're gonna go first. Um, okay, this exit behind. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, sorry, so just to make sure I get the room. Mm -hmm. is, is, does the hallway I came out of, was it a straight shot or did I have to turn to come into this room? You, you have about 10 feet before it turns behind you. Okay, and this room is is approximately 15. about fifteen in diameter, ten feet tall. Oh, so it's really small. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Robin is going to just. I'll be very polite. Uh, you don't mind just moving back there for a moment. I'll just get right to you. <laughs> and, um, it needs to make a uh, Constitution saving throw. DC oh, 13. That did pretty good. That's a 19. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I was excited about whatever that was going to be. <sighs> that was going to be cool. <laughs> All right. Um, unless. Hmm? I'm sorry. Did you hear me? <laughs> Can you please move? Oh, that is a nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, and immediately, this creature vanishes and is going to appear at the very far end of the hallway behind me with the vortex warp. <laughs> it blinks out of existence, does so again at the end of that hallway. <laughs> it sort of says as it looks around, trying to figure out what happened. It's looking the wrong way down the hall. It turns around, finally spots you. <laughs> it says, uh, anything more you'd like to do on your I'd turn? I'd like to use my movement to go towards the exit. <laughs> you so. make it to the exit and another 15 feet down that corridor, which gets you right to the turn. Okay. It can still see you. It is continuing to lumber forward. It okay. is a little bit faster than you. It makes its way down the corridor about five, 10 feet. Oh goodness. It cannot reach you on its turn <laughs> as it reaches out with a club, trying, it just swipes in front of you, unable to get reach. It is your turn. Uh, I'm going to, once again, do my little tennis dance and cast Expeditious Retreat, and I'm going to use my movement and, uh, and, and also a dash just to get out of there. Just little feet. As you begin to run forward, immediately leaving it in your dust. All you hear from behind you is <laughs> As you leave, it's hearing I only have seven hit points, so thank you. <laughs> we will stick with you right quick before we go back to Maeve. As you continue to very quickly navigate down this, this maze, you find no other... Um, you know, links off in other directions, but you finally come to a solid ice wall, a dead end. 
As you begin to kind of look around, however, you can see frozen into the ice on one side is a piece of paper. And on a small ledge below are seven glass bottles filled with different colored liquids. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, I'll examine them, I suppose. Fantastic. The paper, as you get closer to it, We'll have Josh, if you'd like to share that with everyone at home, as well as the party, or at least Robin so far. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, you take a look at it and it is a poem. And as you begin to read, this is what it says. The fifth potion is common on the breast of a bird. Upon feeling true love, you may turn the third. The sixth will add something without leaving a trace, and the fourth is the color of gossamer lace. You may be the first if you're feeling down. When mixed with the second, the third becomes brown. The last potion added won't be a surprise. It's the color you see when you close your eyes. And with that, we will pause on Robin and head back to Maeve. Maeve, you have just outrun this mist that tried to eat your soul. Uh, you've made it back to the fork in the path. Um, you can go right instead of left. You can continue back the way you came. What would you like to do? Um, so that mist is, is still heading towards me, correct? You, I mean, as you were, you know, backing away, watching it, it's continuing to move forward and at a ever quickening pace. Oh gosh, okay, so yes, I suppose I need to see what's behind me. Do you continue backwards? Uh, yes. Rather than going down the, the right corridor at this first fork? Um, can I see anything down the corridor with the mirror? Perception. Go ahead and roll that for me, please. Yeah. Um, it's a plus three. Okay. It looks like more crystal ice mirror maze. It just goes on and on and on. You just kept catching reflections of yourself in mirrors and mirrors. And, and mirrors. I heard the breathing in the other place. You heard the breathing further down in the other direction. Yes. Okay. I will go ahead and move it, uh, move, I guess, toward the breathing. And I figure if it's going to follow me, perhaps I can just drop a, a problem on whoever was going to try <laughs> and drop the problem on me. And then I have one less problem. They have one more and I have two less problems than I could have had. <laughs> You go all the way this back. To the, you go all the way back to the start, and instead go right towards this breathing sound that you heard at the beginning. Um, as you continue down that way, you again come to a large—not large. I keep saying large—a fifteen-foot diameter chamber, about ten feet tall. However, this one is empty, and I don't see whatever it is that's breathing. You do not. Can I hear where the breathing's coming from? Give me a perception check. There is an exit, you know, a passage out just 15 feet away. 22. 22. This room smells terrible. You don't hear any breathing. Okay. Um... Uh, 
and I don't see anything else that's off in this room. I don't see what could be causing the smell. Can I look up at the ceiling? Absolutely. As you look up at the ceiling, the ground is reflected, but it has a sort of, instead of this blue, it has sort of a sickly green color to it. That might be a problem. Uh, doesn't feel like there's anywhere to hide. And so I just, uh, I'm sorry, I have trouble yeah. with directions. Of course, you got it. So I have gone to the, the first, the very first right path. I'm sorry, so I came in, I went to the left. Mm -hmm. And then I went to the right. No, you you came I in. I went to the left. You went to the left, first. and then you went to the left. Then and you then came I... back to to go to the original to follow the breathing. Yes, where you first heard the breathing. I went, in, I went to the left. I went to the left, and then I went backward to go. You went backward two steps, essentially, to where you the very start to go right. Oh, okay. that's where you heard the breathing. Okay, if I understood what you were trying to do. That's, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I was heading toward the breathing to try and capture the thing. Okay. So there's only one area that I haven't gone to, correct? Yes. In terms of my directions? Correct. But the mist is, is heading toward me, which makes it difficult to go there. All right, I suppose I'm going to have to go through this room. Are there any areas that are reflecting up to the ceiling that don't have the green? Probably the walls. But this sort of green shimmer seems to sort of cover the entire surface of the, the floor. Do I have any pitons with me? Yeah, you seem like the kind of person who would Can I sort of handhold my way across the side, perhaps? We'll give you two pitons. You want to try and, and do that? All right. Sure, I'll give it a shot. Athletics, I think. Oy to attempt this. Oh, this is um, not going to go well. This is, go. <laughs> this is a bad choice. As you mission impossible <laughs> around the walls. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, <laughs> this is such a bad choice. This was a bad decision. <laughs> oh! It's just like, what the F am I doing? And that gives you, <laughs> gives you the confidence to just give this any shot it could have. You slam the first one in and the second one in and pull yourself around, finding purchase with your toes. And again, there's something extra grippy about yeah. your feet. You don't know what it is. And as you look at the reflection of yourself right in front of you with this wild hair, you can see reflection Maeve's feet give you that little extra something. And it's almost as you stare at that reflection, you don't even look at the pitons as you pull yourself around the edge of this room. It's the reflection locked eyes with the other you that keeps you knowing exactly where to step and where to place the pitons as you pull yourself around to the other side stepping off into the other side of the passage. It takes you a little bit of time to do this. 
So as you step off in the passage on the other side, you now see this gray smoke begin to appear 10 feet down the corridor at the other side, wafting ever closer. What would you like to do? What do I see ahead of me now? Uh, again, another like 15 Just feet more. in a turn, more corridor. I'm so curious to see if anything happens to this smoke if it comes into this room. And I honestly think that the curiosity is going to get the worst in here. <laughs> I think I might pause for a second just to see if anything happens as it starts to enter. You pause. It continues to move forward. It even ticks up, picks up speed a little bit as if getting excited. It can sense that you're there. As it begins to cross the threshold, it turns a little bit green. It almost flickers a little bit and pulls back, almost as if it's oddly sentient. And it just sort of hovers and floats beyond that doorway regarding that's right. You just stay there and hang out. I'm going to go have a, a coffee. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. And I turn around and I start heading the other way. You continue down that corridor, walking on, and picking as, up your pace. Go ahead. As I walk away, yes, I shake a little bit. Yeah. And then sort of try and like get it back together. As you're just feeling your nerves kind of knit themselves back into something familiar, you hit a dead end of ice. You too see this poem in a sheet of paper behind this, the sheen of, of ice and the same seven colored bottles beneath you. And we will pause there as you read the poem to yourself. We head back to Silas who uh, <laughs> is running his way down the corridor past this dragon creature um, that is looking back at you and snapping, but has decided to return to its eggs. Um, I, um, you know, I, I kind of just, I, I'm definitely not just stopping, but I do tarry for just a second mm -hmm. and I'm, uh, you know, talking, um, you know, out loud and I'm just like, I don't understand it. I'm going to see a dragon for the first time and all it wants to do is kill me. Um, all the stuff that I've seen in the past, like most of the time they can talk to you. Like, I, and he, he's trying to like rationalize what's, what's going on. Uh, and he's like, um, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this place. Am I going to have to kill it on the way back? And he, he's just saying all this to himself out loud. <laughs> Um, the Silas's next to you, as before, are also saying all of this out loud. And again, they just beat you. It's like you're an echo of yourself. It is the most weird, trippy thing, but it kind of works for Silas, I feel, you know? Like, his thoughts oh, he, are he always doesn't feel so lonely. Fast. Yeah. As you are moving forward and suddenly, boom, hit a dead end of ice. As you turn to the right and see a sheet of paper behind the ice with a poem written on it and seven bottles of colored liquid on a little ledge below it. We'll come back to you. We will jump over to Neb. You have been paralyzed for a minute while this thing chows down on your arm. Oh. Let's find out how much damage you take during that one minute. Okay. Here we go. Uh -huh. One, four, Six, nine. Total, or was that? Total. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
nine piercing damage as it's gnawing away. You stand there, you lie there, eyes wide open as you watch it tear just tiny little bits of flesh away from your shoulder. Perhaps that same one that in the reflection has that lovely blue shade, iridescence to it. It just pulls away scale by scale, you know, scab by scab. Finally, you feel your finger twitch a little bit as the paralytic poison begins to wear off and your hand begins to tremble and you become aware that you can move again. I think this entire minute Neb has been panicked in her head thinking, I, I this is why I needed my friends. This is why I needed my friends because I, you know, I everywhere I go, I seem to just get into more and more trouble. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here all by myself. And as that minute is up, the last thing that comes out is she's like, I don't know what to do here all by myself. And from behind her, there's a growling <sighs> as something crawls out of the mirror right there and takes shape, a small white wolf <gasps> as she's in her panic thinking about wanting a friend there with her because this is terrifying <laughs> so she's gonna summon one um does it yeah. require somatic casting oh that's a good question yeah it, it does yep. okay so you had to wait okay. yeah do i have to wait all the way until the end until i could do yeah. anything if it requires uh, yeah. verbal and somatic you have to wait oh, but if yep, it... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's gonna come around. It uh, it shares my initiative, but it goes right after me. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, as my movement, I'm gonna stand up. And as you do, it stays on you, attached to your shoulder, moving with you. Get it, get it, get it! And I'm gonna stand there. And I'm gonna let my friend go after this thing. Um, and give it pack tactics, because why not? Why not? Why not? So uh, this, and it is a, I think it's small. Yes, it is a small beast. <laughs> and it's going to go ahead and attack this thing on my arm, because this is terrifying. And I want it <laughs> on my arm. Um, that's 11 plus spell attack modifier. Okay, uh, so f uh, 15 to hit. A 15 to hit will absolutely hit. This wolf leaps up on you like a puppy excited to see its, <laughs> its owner and takes a bite, digging into this tiny little squirming millipede scorpion creature on your shoulder. Go ahead and give me your damage. Oh, your, wolf, your wolf puppy damage. My, my wolf puppy. Actually, I didn't even roll that with advantage, so let me just roll that. Oh yeah, quick. go ahead. But, uh, just just I mean, why not? Maybe, maybe the wolf will roll. Nope. 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 Wolf, but it'll wolf still hits, hit. though. Wolf hits. Uh, spells two, four, five, six, seven piercing damage. Seven piercing. As it All just right. noms down on this horrible thing that's on me. It noms down. You absolutely hear a little crunch as it like a piece of it kind of falls off, probably a few of its legs. It is still kind of, yeah, how do you like it? It falls off your arm onto the ground as it turns over and begins to try to scatter away. You and the puppy may make a, um, uh, 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 what's the word I want? Opportunity. If you would like it. Yes, it's trying okay. to run. Okay, well, I, I will try to stamp down on it. 
uh, with my feet, because that's all Neb can think to do. Just melee, basic, non-proficient attack. Probably is not. I think that's only a nine. Doesn't hit. Um, you but... miss it as it, it's it's so fast. You just down, you know, trying to stamp. It just dodges in and out. Go ahead, puppy. Uh, puppy is gonna roll nine. Uh, thirteen. A thirteen to hit will hit. Okay, good. Okay, good. Uh, so that is <laughs> a tiny bit more damage. Um, four, six, eight piercing eight? damage. As okay. it does a much better job of being a, a pack mates than me. As your foot tries to find it, yeah. and the puppy jumps in and just picks it up and shakes it back and forth, and it falls in two pieces on either side. It's like thin blue blood beginning to sort of ooze out of the middle as it twitches and begins to lie still on the ground next to you. And I think Neb doesn't stop. She continues to stamp on it. <laughs> That was horrible, don't why'd you even do that? You had a meal and you came after Ugh. And then she'll turn to the, the little wolf that she's summoned. Well, that sorry you had to come and see that. Um thanks. You think you could stick around for a little while? Cause that was that I'm gonna yeah that, could you stick around for a little while <laughs> and it's concentration for an up to an hour so I imagine what happens is this tiny little wolf nods um it can't speak or anything but it does mm -hmm. understand me mm -hmm. it trots along next to you looking up at you it has a reflection that is pretty perfectly reflected um as it you know loves to sort of you know, run along next to you and you continue down this corridor. I think and, after a moment, yeah. she actually picks the, the wolf up. It It's a wolf, but it's yeah, just small. But right now it's a security wolf. And yeah. so she's going to pick it up and just kind of unintentionally be holding it maybe a bit too tight at her chest, but... It gives you little kisses <sighs> under your chin. That's, I like that a lot better than what that awful centipede was doing to my arm a moment ago. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. You continue uh, your walk. Yeah. You make it to a dead end. Mm -hmm. As you look to the left, you see a sheet of paper behind a thin sheet of ice and seven bottles with colored liquid on a ledge below. I do want to try to do one quick thing. Yes, of course. Go ahead. She's going to put the, the wolf down and say, okay, uh, stay. And then she's going to light her hand up and instinctually put it over the ice to try to get the paper out. You melt the ice. You singe the paper a little bit before you stop. But it looks like you could potentially peel it from behind the ice. I think as we fade out, that's what she's doing. Is like, all right, all right instructions, are... sure, let's do this. Okay. Out from behind the ice and begin to read this cryptic poem. Feruza, you have intimidated the crap out of a yeti. <laughs> as you turn and continue down your corridors, twisting mm -hmm. and turning, what are you thinking about? She's like, you know, sort of muttering to herself, like, you know, it's right, step home, come out of nowhere and scare the heck out of me. I'm trying to do something. And as she's saying it, like, she doesn't realize it, but she's 
actually starting to hear these ominous like whispers joining into the conversation. And then she goes, wait a second. And she hears them and she's like, because without realizing it, she sort of cast thaumaturgy on herself. So these <laughs> ominous whispers are, oh yes, that's right. You want to take me, I want to kill him. So it was sending like a chill up her spine. And she's like, okay. I don't know what's happening in this, 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 this cave or this ice place or wherever we are, but I'm not going to try to scare myself anymore. I'm just going to breathe. And when she looks forward, it's like a long icy path, right? Uh-huh. She's gonna turn and like, just sort of like check herself out on the walls, like every now and again, sort of touching her hair. Like, <laughs> yeah, Little sparks. Yeah. And um, as she looks down the corridor, she's like, oh, I, it just seems really bright. And she's gonna like try to adjust her glasses and then go, duh, because she realizes that she broke them a long time ago. So she just has the frames <laughs> on as a thing. She doesn't have lenses anymore. She, she just wears them as like, you know, because habit had recognition, but all of a sudden her eyesight, which was sort of like she was squinting, it just sharpens. And she doesn't know why, but her eyesight just becomes very sharp, very clear. And she's like, whoa, I guess I just got free laser surgery here and this where <laughs> we are. I don't know what's, I guess. Wow, that was weird. And she's just moving forward. But as she's moving forward, she's definitely cranking her ears to see if she hears anything as she's moving. As you're moving, and it's a good thing your eyesight sharpened like that in that moment, because as you step up to a dead end and catch this piece of paper behind the ice and seven clear bottles, Robin, Maeve, Neb, Silas, Barusa, a light begins to shine from beyond the dead end. As you turn towards that sheet of ice, you see each other in a pentagon of ice around a central corridor. You made you wave each other through the ice and see each other. Are you okay? And I sort of go, yes. Can we hear each other? Embedded turn around in the so I can make sure that I can see the back of your heads. Silas starts just spinning. Kind of like he's you in like a You can see the pageant. back of Silas's head. Um, Maeve, if you, I don't know if you still have the, the I think that's thing. probably gone because it's okay. been more than a minute. But you got it. But yeah. <laughs> you all have backs of heads as you begin to see each other ahead of you. Other images begin to appear on the ice in front of you. We're going to do this again one at a time and we'll come back. Oh no, did I get rid of it? No, I didn't, no, please. Oh my goodness, wait. Oh no, I have too many things open. <laughs> it's not like me. There it is, okay. All right, Maeve, as you're looking through and see all of your friends and making sure everyone has the backs of their heads, suddenly in front of you, almost as if it appears like a ghost, you see Will's face. His hair is long and stringy, covered in sweat. It's sticking to his face as fire rages behind him and smoke envelops, circling around his head. He just holds his head in his hands, trying to wipe the sweat from his brow until he locks eyes with you. Silas, in front of you, your grandfather's face appears. He is clutching 
for dear life to a tall tree as flows of lava circle around the bottom of it. He's covered in soot and ash. As he begins to, the, the, the trees behind him burning as again, his eyes lock with yours. Neb, your grandfather. He cowers on a single rock surrounded by a vast ocean waves crashing up on ever, either side. He's wedged himself into a crevice of rock. And as the cold salt water continues to drench him, his eyes find yours. Feruza, Miss Priscilla Beckett, her face appears in front of you. She's steadily moving forward, a vast, dusty, bare desert behind her, wind pummels blowing the hair out of her face as she covers her eyes from the dust that's, you know, blowing into her eyes. Suddenly she, she's able to just open them a crack and it appears that she sees you locking eyes with you. Robin, Harold, he is covered in mud from head to toe on every part of his body. He pulls his hand up covered in this thick mud and behind him you just see endless cassocks of bog, yellowish grass um, and pits of mud behind him as he wipes the mud from his eyes and sees you. All of these people look shocked and surprised for just a moment until hope enters their eyes and they disappear. Instead, encased in the ice between all five of you is a shard of glass. And with that, we will stop and we'll have to see you next week on Children of Erte. Thank you all very much. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And remember everyone at home that life itself is the most wonderful fairy tale. We'll wait, no, 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 wait, wait. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Erte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.